0: Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in everybody to a very special episode of the show that's sweeping the nation. This is One Man's Opinion. That's right. If you're listening live on SiriusXM's Fantasy Sports Radio, do not change your dial. It's a regular voice, but in a slightly new setting for those who haven't listened before. Welcome to the program, folks. We've got a big episode planned for you today. This is indeed the One Man's Opinion podcast. I am Jeff Mance. So you hear me weekday afternoons on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. I host Elite Sports at our new time. Beginning on Monday, August, can you believe it? Already, August 14th, year of the Lord, 2023, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern, Elite Sports, every weekday afternoon. There are also Sunday mornings, Sirius XM Fantasy Football pregame show with Bob Harris during the NFL season. You find my work there and appreciate all of your patronage in those facilities. I also am a part owner and the Chief Content Officer of FantasyGuru.com, 2023 Fantasy Football Draft Guide. It's live, and it's growing by the day, and the the rankings are changing, and the projections are updating, and we're adding auction draft books and updates to the Manzafesto Festo draft plan, Best Ball Guide, Dynasty Guide, Futures Draft Guide, DFS Guide. Everything is available to you. 247 Discord and support for your fantasies and life questions over at fantasyguru.com. Radio 20, a little discount code for y'all if you are so interested in that. We still got early bird pricing on Daily Fantasy and the betting packages there as well. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on what used to be called Twitter. The Jeff Mans everywhere else Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Check out my new TikTok series. Let's talk about dot, dot, dot. Talk about a host of different variety of topics, normally fantasy football-related this time of year. All right, so what are we doing here? This is weird for some of you. For some of you who have just downloaded the episode, maybe on the SXM app or other places, this isn't so different to you. This is my once-a-week program, one man's opinion, what I do on this show normally. Now, today I'm not going to curse for those that are – Used to hearing me say the naughty words. Uh, I'm not going to do that. It's going to be family friendly because SiriusXM at Fantasy Sports Radio has agreed to play the show, broadcast it live on Friday and during while well, I'm out visiting the Kings Classic at the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. So, with the idea the show is going to be broadcast live, obviously want to keep it clean and orderly and nice and tidy as well. So I want to thank Sirius XM for doing that. I think that's a great show of faith and everything that they're doing, putting the program on. I think we can provide some real good fantasy analysis here today. Now it's just a one hour program for those that are listening live indeed. So a shorter episode than normal. I don't know if you guys know this, but, uh, I get a little long-winded at times and like to say a lot of things. And I often go over my normal one hour time frame on this show anyway, but we're gonna we're gonna cut it down. We're gonna make sure it's just an hour long today. What we're doing that's special on this episode of One Man's Opinion is we are going to talk about my do not draft list. I say we, it's really me, although Phil Becker and Sandra Nell are technically producing this program. They are uh no voices on the show today that means no top fives and things like that but um and by the way go check out Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Me and a lot of great other people great an- analysts and content over there if you're not used to listening on that uh, in that method so do not draft list I'm going to go through each position tell you the players that I'm fading for a variety of reasons there's a lot of different ways or different reasons to fade right so When it comes, there's an art to it. I think one of the most important things, and it's something that saved my career, I believe, and it saved my livelihood too, as far as being a player in the fantasy space, whether it be high stakes, even home leagues, industry leagues, especially DFS and especially betting. One thing I learned, even when I was winning boatloads of money doing those things and playing hot and heavy, I learned that, you know what, its it doesn't pay off to, you don't need multiple entries. You don't need ownership of every player, right? Minimizing risk is, is very important. It's imperative, right? You can't have every player, right? And th- I think that's what leads some folks to go crazy and do the mega multi-entering. They want exposure to every player so that they're never really left out. And then the only disappointment is, I didn't have enough shares of. They can't say they were out on. But let's face it, that's not how most of us want to or definitely not how most of us can play this game. We've got a league, maybe a couple of leagues, right, across fantasy football this year. How many drafts are you doing? Show of hands. Two hands on the wheel, though, if you're driving. right? How many – are are you how many leagues are you in? One, two, three. Those are the answers. Some you five. If you're Jeff Bands, you're like, yeah, 10 to 12. That's, that's what I'm doing this year. All right? That's a lot. I've done as much I've done 25 leagues before, and it was a uh a, a, a poop show. Look at me cleaning it up. Look at that, huh? One man's opinion, folks. I'm proud of me right now. It was. I it's too many leagues. You can't have everybody so. When you understand that, when you grasp that information, that, okay, I need to draw a line in the sand. These are the haves. These are the have-nots. I'm in on these players. I'm out on these players. It's not some players you just don't like. Some players you're like, I wouldn't draft them anywhere. Others you're like, well, I just, I can't pay that price for them. Right? And those are the important things. These are the tools we teach over at fantasyguru.com we talk people through our members through it every single day of the week so that's the art and what we're doing here today by the way if uh you are paying attention throughout the weekend i am at the king's classic and can't know how you could have live coverage on SiriusXM, at SiriusXM Fantasy, on Twitter, Facebook.com slash SiriusXM Fantasy for those folks as well. See how I'm doing. I've got two drafts on Saturday. Uh, we've got a special edition of the Elite Sports Show coming at you at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Morning, Mans. How about that? <laughs> on Sunday morning, live from Canton, Ohio, going to have guests and people dropping by and analyzing the king's classic drafts it should be a great time look forward to meeting a lot of those listeners out there with that as well so i think that we talk too much about who to draft and not not as much as we should on who not to draft so today is that day we're talking the do not draft list let's start out with the quarterback position right who your quarterback's going to be major even though it's the fastest growing format of fantasy football, two quarterback and super flex leagues are not the dominating force. It represents well under a third of the market as of right now. Most of us are playing in a one QB setup, right? So with one quarterback setups, you you don't need multiple QBs. You're in a 10, 12, maybe a 14 team league. That's it. They're 14 great quarterbacks, 14 quarterbacks. I shouldn't say great. Good quarterbacks, enough to lead your team. Now, obviously, we want the best of the best. Obviously, we want big points. We want a good return on our investment. But for the most part, we're only drafting one. So in essence, there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the league. You're fading. You have to find a reason to not select 31 of them. Can you make 31 cases against? What if I told you Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, go. Joe Burrow, go. Who why aren't you drafting them? Uh 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 tough question. That's why all the stuff we talk about on elite sports, all that I talk about on one man's opinion here, all we do at fantasyguru.com is designed around getting the optimal result. Getting that, and as far as quarterback, get the right guy for your team. Now, obviously, this this is a measurement of where we select them and how talented they are. The perfect world is we draft a QB late and he is a top five guy, and all things are right in the world. But well, that doesn't happen very often. Though so a quarterback, there are breakouts every year. Think about last season. Think about uh, Geno Smith. Nobody considered him. He was a breakout last year. The um uh we have Geno Smith that broke out. Tua came out of nowhere. Justin Fields out of absolute thin air, right? So we had those guys. Meanwhile, players like Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford that were highly thought of, Matt Ryan was highly thought of, one of my mistakes from last year, they failed. Lamar Jackson failed last season. So that happens every year at this position and for a variety of reasons, and those reasons that repeat themselves year after year after year what we have to go into it. So for me, the cor- one of the quarterbacks I'm not drafting this year, at least on the high side, is Lamar Jackson. I'm just not going to do it. Why am I not? Do I not like Lamar Jackson? Do I not appreciate his rushing ability? Do I not know there's a, a new offense? I know all of this. And it all forces, it pushes me away. With Lamar Jackson specifically, it's about the price tag. That is the overwhelming Reason I can't take him. His average draft position right now is 37. That is the first pick in the 12 team league of the fourth round. I can't do, I can't give a third or early fourth for Lamar. It's not terrible, but it's not ideal. Especially when, in my opinion, you get a very similar player two rounds later in Justin Fields. You get a way better pure passer in Trevor Lawrence almost almost 3 rounds later and you get a much better passer with a lot of running ability 5 rounds later with Deshaun Watson the thing about Lamar Jackson is it's all hope stop drafting hope that is going to be an overwhelming topic on today's episode stop drafting hope stop drafting optimism if you do draft it late Draft it in the middle rounds. The middle rounds, like rounds six at the earliest through 10. And then draft all the hope you want. Not all of it. Draft some sure things. Rounds 10 and above. But when it comes to quarterback, number one, don't take chances at quarterback. What are you doing? This is the most important position. You need 20-plus points, fantasy points, out of your QB every single week or as much as possible to get as many wins as possible. Right? So why are you drafting like, well, I think he may be the number one guy or what Lamar Jackson hasn't Lamar Jackson hasn't played a full season since 2019. Okay. He just hasn't. He doesn't practice anymore. We all know that that is problem. we could say it's because of the contract, fine. But he didn't get injured because of the contract. He runs the ball a lot. He actually didn't play full season 2019, come to think of it. Yeah, he didn't. He, he said because they, they had it locked up. So it wasn't his fault, right? He's never played a full season. 12 games each the last two years, right? And he's been adequate, but it's not a 33 to 20 touchdown interception ratio. Eh, it's not great. Quarterback rate of 89.8. Mm. It's not that great. I profiled him and his inability to throw to the outside's of the hash marks, which, by the way, this new system that they're running in Baltimore is going to absolutely mandate. He is going to be required to get the ball to the outsides. They went out and got safe flowers in Beckham. So there's a lot of weapons there. But it's all maybe. It's all I hope. I hope he stays healthy. I hope at 26 he's not slowing down in the run. He could still give us, ideally, he has to hit. If Lamar Jackson doesn't get 700-plus yards rushing, then just fold it up. You're screwed. It's over. Right, You hope he gets at least 800-plus yards running the football. You hope he gets at least 25-plus touchdowns passing the football. I don't know if he can do it. And at that position, no way. It Combined with where he's going, there's absolutely no way. Other players that I'm fading here at the quarterback position this year, Dak Prescott, nothing against Dak. I, he doesn't run anymore. Uh, he, it's a new offense there. They're going to throw the ball a lot deeper. His deep ball ability just hasn't been there over the last two years ever. You know, keep going back to the foot injury, but I'm not, I prefer a Tua Tongo Vailoa. I prefer Daniel Jones. I much prefer Russell Wilson. I prefer Jared Goff. All of those players I prefer, especially with all of them being a lower cost to a slightly very close. Depending on where you're at. Not drafting him. Kirk Cousins. I don't hate Kirk Cousins. I don't mind it. But remember, he had nine of his 29 yard touch, uh, tw- nine of his 29 touchdown passes last year came from two yards, one or two yards. Like, boy, that's a gift. Loses Thielen, fine. Still got the best receiver in the game. Jefferson, fine. Not sure what's going on with the run game. Uh I I think that offense regresses just a little bit too much. It's not the worst pick, and he's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. But that's a spot where if you're drafting Kirk Cousins, I ask, why not Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones could put up all the passing numbers that Cousins does, maybe 96% with a ton more rushing upside. Why not just go that direction, right? And the other one, I'm not drafting Anthony Richardson. Don't draft rookie quarterbacks unless you're a dynasty league. And if you're a dynasty league, don't start your rookie quarterback. Sit on him. Year two, that's what happens. The evolution last year from Justin Fields was because he hit year two, struggled early, and boom. This is what happens to quarterbacks. They make or they break in year number two. Those are my quarterbacks. I'm not drafting in year 2023 folks you could give me your feedback if you're listening live on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio at SiriusXM fantasy if not at Jeff underscore man's love to hear your quarterbacks you're not drafting you agree or disagree with any of the names that I'm mentioning here today love to hear from you oh boy it's going to be a wild one we'll move on pretty soon the running back position a lot of reasons the whole world seems like they are fading the running back position. And uh, we've got some names at running back. I think the later you go, the better off you are. So a lot of pristine names, early round names that I'm fading in 2023. All right, here we go. Running backs, I'm fading this season, 2023. One Man's Opinion, episode number 168. By the way, if you're listening live on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, welcome in, everybody. Very special episode here. Hopefully, we do this a little more often. Wouldn't mind doing that as well. Today, I'm talking my do not draft lists. Running back position, everybody. Okay. So, this is one of those where running nobody likes running backs anymore, though I implore you, do not completely set – your mind into I'm going to get a I'm going to go wide receiver wide receiver the reason you don't do that everybody's doing it and, and when I mean everybody your look to your left look to your right both of those people have a cousin who works the guy who take who gets legal advice from a girl who whose husband or boyfriend wants sat in line at a concert to go to the washroom with a person that's taken wide receivers early. Everybody. So if you get a chance for McCaffrey, B. John Robinson, Nick Chubb, you just take it. You take it and you run. You run like the wind for us. Run. What about the ones we're not taking? All right. There's a lot of not to take running backs. There, you know, it used to be, here's some old ideology. Oh, we don't want guys to split the backfield. Well, they all split, so there's not a possibility of that anymore, so good luck with that, Charlie. Not going to happen, right? So who don't you – I'll tell you the guy right off the top is Austin Eckler, and the reasons I'm fading Austin Eckler are profound. Losing his offensive coordinator and Joe Lombardi for Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is a deep – pass attack, vertical passing game. It's a lot different than the West Coast system they ran with Lombardi. Joe Lombardi believes in quick reads and then check it down, get the ball out. It's the same reason that players – like when Joe Lombardi was in New Orleans, it was guys like – it was Pierre Thomas at that point. He was a little bit after Reggie Bush left there when uh, he came in. But guys like like, uh, Pierre Thomas – and obviously then Alvin Kamara. And when he took a break from the saints, he went and was the offense coordinator at the Detroit lions. Joy Bell Theo theoretic caught a ton of passes. He leaves there, comes back. Kamara catches tons of passes in new Orleans. He goes to, to San Diego. What happens? Well, LA LA San Diego. I think he was, eh, was he hired? I don't know if Lombardi was hired. Yeah. It was probably LA by that time. Um, Cause he's only been there two years. Either way, Austin Eckler explodes and me, I told you, he was going to explode because of Joe Lombardi. That's a ton of passing numbers. But if that regresses, if those numbers fall off, Eckler's entire value falls off. You know he's a ticking time bomb age-wise for injuries and inconsistency. just production fall fallout. You know that's going to happen. You know they're going to throw the ball more. You know they're going to throw the ball down the field more. There's too much room to fall. Austin Eckler is a deep second, early third-round pick. And he's going sixth overall. Everyone's acting like he is Christian McCaffrey. And he's not in that scheme anymore. If Joe Lombardi was still there, I would still be lower on uh, Eckler than than the public sits right now. But I would say, you know what, if you took him at the end of the first round, fine. I'd be okay with it. Because I think touchdown regression is just natural. Age is going to regress him naturally. Now you got the scheme change. It's too much. You're paying too big of a premium. You need to be able to handle those type of fades. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to love everybody. In one draft, I'll take McCaffrey, another Eckler, another Bijan, another Saquon. No, no. Have to decide. That's an easy one. Should be very, very easy. Other players I'm fading at the running back position – Jameer Gibbs, Gibbs is going off as running back 12 right now. What is everybody smoking? Come on. I know he's a rookie. Don't even start comparing him to Bijan Robinson. Insanity. Public indecency for doing something like that. Jameer Gibbs will split work with David Montgomery, Period. Period. Everyone wants to believe that he's a healthier version of DeAndre Swift. Well, he hasn't shown that yet. Jameer Gibbs was nothing, was not on anybody's radar in the NFL. He is a fourth, fifth, or sixth. Maybe he doesn't even get drafted if he stays at, where do you say, Georgia Tech or uh, Wake Forest, I think. He does not even get drafted possibly, but he goes to Alabama, very smart, very good for him, and he was great at Alabama. But he wasn't that great. It wasn't any. I mean, I watched Alabama football. It wasn't that amazing. I mean, he's very useful. But I I am not that concerned about it. Going 12th is insane. Going 12th. I think he's great in dynasty leagues because the Lions have pained themselves in the corner to use him. But there's just no way for him to pay off that value. Those touchdowns, the short yardage, all the, all of the ways that the Detroit Lions scored points out of the backfield last year, all of that is David Montgomery. And being smaller, being slight and undersized, getting hit by big, strong men, you can't tell me that he's just going to stay healthy. I'm out. Travis Etienne, I'm out. Just out. I don't love the. Um, I, I don't love the acquisition of um, uh, Tank Bigsby. I don't like losing goal line carries potentially, which I don't know what, uh, what other reason they would possibly have. I was appalled and shocked, shocked and appalled at the lack of pass targets to Travis Etienne last year, but that's the offense. That's what they're going with. That's an issue. He's not going to catch 50, 60 passes. If he doesn't do that and he loses any goal line opportunities, Travis Etienne is, dare I say, marginal. I like the offense, but Trevor Lawrence's evolution is going to be great for those receivers, Still got Zay Jones. You still got Christian Kirk, who was a top-12 receiver last year. Now you add Calvin Ridley. Still got Evan Ingram. A lot of weapons in the passing game. If Tank Bigsby takes some of the ground game, I'm not left with nearly as much. So I just can't pay the price. I don't hate etn ATN as a player, right? I would prefer him over Gibbs if you're going that direction. But both of them are pretty clear fades to me. Other players I'm fading, J.K. Dobbins, as of when I'm recording this, there he is not a viable. I don't know when he's going to return. John Harbaugh says this week, oh, he's going to return, return soon. Maybe he doesn't like. We don't know if he's fully recovered from the knee injury from two years ago. Look good at in spurts last year, but now wants a different contract. As I mentioned with the Baltimore Ravens, I have no earthly idea what this offense is going to be. It's no longer Greg Roman's offense, so I know they're not going to lean on the running game much. I don't know how much of that, whatever's left for the running game, I don't know how much is left over for Dobbins. Gus Edwards will get his. Lamar's going to get his. I mean, I'm not going to pay any kind of price for him. Not when I could get Damian Pierce, James Cook, DeAndre Swift, James Conner. Forget it. Easy, easy fade for me. Cam Akers. Man, that one hurts me. I've been fading Acres the last couple of seasons. It's worked out pretty well, though. He had a good end of the season run. Don't forget, though. I don't believe it. Once you're in a coach's doghouse, I don't think you ever get out. They tr- they literally inactivated him. He wouldn't even travel with the team. They just gave up on last year, and that led to a little bit of a kick for him. I, I just they tried to bring in Sonny Michelle once again. I don't believe in Cam Akers. The only good thing is he is doesn't cost us anything. There's a lot of talk. Kyron Williams already being the passing down back there. I think Zach Evans, their sixth-round pick this season out of uh, Ole Miss, right? Zach Evans. Zach Evans down on the farm. I think Zach Evans is a legitimate threat to Cam Akers' job. Fade. I'm not taking any Bears receive running backs, none of them. I'm not going to, that's a three-way derby. Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert. Herbert is the guy if you need an early season guy. Roshan Johnson, I think, wins the job by mid-season, but I'm not messing with that, right? And the other thing, I'm telling you all the fate: don't pick up. Don't get cute. You don't have to be cute to win in fantasy football. Don't draft. Until Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Until they sign on the dotted line, any of the free agency running back, anybody without a job, pass. Let your opponents deal with that. It just isn't worth it. Those are the running backs I am fading this year. Everybody wants to be on the wide receivers, though. Everybody's anxious to get their hands on Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Granted, those are great, but they are plenty of wide receivers, you should be fading as well. Those wide receivers, I'm going to be fading. I am not into, in 2023, listen, nothing wrong with Jefferson Chase, Cooper Cup, but I'm telling you the ones, the earliest one, you've heard me mention it a thousand times. It's Garrett Wilson. Right. I'm just not going to ever be there on Garrett Wilson. This is a situation. If you listen to our Super Bowl coverage on Sirius XM's fantasy sports radio, I got a chance to interview Garrett Wilson. Great kid. Very nice. All that. But I have to be honest, small, slight of frame. I could have picked him up. He just, you know, it doesn't look like an NFL wide receiver. And that's not, not even blaming him because they are all like that. Devontae Smith is like that. That's the new build. Okay. But it worries me. And so let me talk about the good things real quick. I like Garrett Wilson. He's fast. four three eight speed. He's smart. Very sharp kid. Well to do. Very, love talking to him. And he knows his ball. He's sure-handed. He gets his hands on the ball. Most of the time he catches it. There's a caveat though. There's a caveat he's got big hands it's good 1100 yards his rookie season great from inferior quarterbacks wonderful however the slight frame not muscular he told us in February it's gonna add muscle it's gonna add bulk you saw him on hard knocks did you see I said he's cut but he ain't he ain't add nothing he didn't add anything that worries me right here's why it worries me Do you know where Garrett Wilson ranked in contested catches last season? 80th contested catch rate, right? He broke 10 tackles as a wide receiver. That was fourth most in the National Football League. You think, oh, that's fantastic. Yet, he was only 68th in yards after the catch. He was 63rd in the NFL in catch rate, 56.5. Now, rookies, I'm willing to give a rookie a pass for that. That happens. Okay, but not ideal. How about quarterback rating when being thrown to? 86.6. I think you know that's not very good, but did you know that's 132nd? That's how bad it was. Now, granted, their quarterback stunk last year. Still, that's a pretty hard cap right there. Yards per route run? He was thirtieth in the NFL last year, one point eight five. That's not bad. We'll take a repeater and increase over there, which we can do. But that's that's the those are all reasons we honestly We have to be honest with ourselves about Garrett Wilson. You're drafting him as a ninth wide receiver off the board. You're what do you expect, Devonte Adams? Here's a question for everybody: Twenty twenty two. Let's go way back. Twenty twenty two. Free love. We get naked. Oh wait. It's it's on oh broadcast line oh, one man's opinion I get used to it we get naked on one man's opinion sometimes um, who had a better season last year Aaron Rodgers or Devonte Adams are you sure who misses who Aaron Rodgers is an upgrade over the Jets absolutely no doubt about it I of course however. The number one receiver last year had 100 targets, 60 receptions, 788 yards, and six touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. He's 40 years old. 40 years old. Peyton Manning in 2013 set every record there is to set as an NFL quarterback. By 2015, he was being replaced by Brock Osweiler. Life comes at you fast. When you age like that, it is crazy. Tom Brady, two years ago, won a Super Bowl. And every, all of us will say he wasn't that bad. Advanced analytics, Tom Brady was pretty marginal. It was the worst season he's had maybe ever since his first year starting last year. Not in total numbers because he threw the ball a ton. Aaron Rodgers, just so we're aware, and I'm not gonna I'm not drafting Aaron Rodgers either, but we're going to trust his quote-unquote number one wide receiver. Um, His completion percentage dropped by 4% last year. His yards per game dropped by 40 yards per game. His quarterback rate dropped by 20. His average net yards per pass attempt dropped by 50, cut in half. Interception rate rose four times. Touchdown rate dropped by 40%. The Jets have Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, who have instant connections with Aaron Rodgers. Corey Davis, who's a monster contract. Nicole Hardman, downfield threat. Brees Hall, Michael Carter's a pass catcher, possibly Dalvin Cook. You're sure you think he's going to get Garrett Wilson's going to get DeVonte Adams numbers? Put some respect on DeVonte Adams. Stop thinking everybody's going to be the next him. They're not. They're just not. Big mistake people are making. Um I'm going to fade T Higgins. I, I love T Higgins so much. I, you know, one of my favorite by the way. So this year I'm going to fade T Higgins. Next year I'm going to be targeting him. Why? Because he's going to go to a different team and be somebody's number one. Right. I hope it's Chicago, quite frankly. But I love him. But why, you know, we're not I'm not gonna draft a top 12 wide receiver for Joe Burrow. Like I love Joe Burrow, but if Higgins and Chase both produce top 12 numbers, then we probably lower on him than we should be. So that's the only reason I I love the guy, but it's just a price thing. Jerry Judy, wow. Wow, third round? Ooh, he was the sixth round. He was going early, in my opinion, a month ago in the sixth round. Now he's going in the third. No way, man. I can't do it. Folks, one thing you have to learn one of these days is it's a different offense. Just because Judy and Russell Wilson had a great connection at the end of last season, and they did, That doesn't mean anything when the entire thing was blown up. And Sean Sean Payton has told everybody, he's telling us, forget everything about last year. You cannot tell me Jerry Judy at 35 overall is, whatever, six rounds better, roughly five rounds better than Cortland Sutton, who's 98 overall right now. No chance you could tell me that. I love both these guys. It's just too expensive. All right? It's just way too expensive. How about Christian Watson? Well, I told you. I don't believe – this is more Aaron Rodgers talk here. But Christian Watson is not the number one on the Green Bay Packers. He's not Jordan Love's number one. What what are we basing that on? Just because he had a good – he had four amazing games last year. That is it. That is all that Christian Watson did. Why on earth is he going so dang early and Romeo Dubs is an afterthought? Four games? Fourth round for Christian Watson? I just think that's too early. And there's two ways to go. This is what, with Watson, Watson and Dubs played nine games together. Dubs outscored him in six of those nine games. And in one other, he beat him by less than a point. Okay, that was with Aaron Rodgers. So now we get a new quarterback. And let's say, what if Jordan Love stinks? What if he's awful? How is Christian Watson going to be more, score more points than DJ Moore or Terry McLaurin or Mike Williams? Stay healthy. It's not. He isn't. And I think that's insane. This is one of the biggest traps that there is. I love Watson's ability, big down big play downfield guy, but no, thank you. Not at that spot. Um, what else do I like? I don't like this year. You know, Chris Godwin I'm fading. I don't, I'm just preferring to take Mike Evans at a cost. I don't want to get mixed up in two Tampa Bay wide receivers. I mean, both Godwin and Evans are discounted. Cause there's no Tom Brady. One of them will pop. Listen, I'll be, this one is more of just my gut. My gut says Mike Evans will never be under a thousand yards. He's never done it before. Even though this offense likely not going to do well with the deep ball from Baker Mayfield, it does seem to favor Chris Godwin. I'm just going to take the six foot four, thousand yard every season guy in Mike Evans. Brandon Nayuk, I don't think there's enough mouths to feed, and I'm a big believer in Debo Samuel. I just am. If McCaffrey gets hurt, Debo will play more running back, and then Brandon Ayuk will come to fruition. But there's no way Brock Purdy is another. I didn't talk about Brock Purdy because who who the heck is actually drafting him in fantasy football? Nobody, at least unless you're in a two QB league, then absolutely. But Brandon Ayuk over Mike Evans or even like George Pickens, nah, not for me. I, I I there's a bunch of receivers I would prefer. I. Favor Cortland Sutton over Brandon Ayuk, to be honest with you. Better offense, I think, overall, as far as quarterback is concerned and what they'll produce from the X wide receiver for Sutton compared to the Z, which is what Ayuk plays. Right. So I'm not, I'm going to fade Ayuk, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I don't know what you guys are doing. I don't know what anybody's doing. Unless Lockett gets hurt and or DK Metcalf there's not enough space to fill for Geno Smith's going to regress too he was quarterback five last year and listen before you start this nonsense with if you believe in Geno Smith great but you know what why is he quarterback 15 right now riddle me that everybody Geno, quarterback, 15, but three of his wide receivers, including a rookie who didn't even play hardly at all at Ohio State last year, they're all going to be in the top 60? Are you crazy? Geno Smith's the top five quarterback again if those three are anywhere near that spot. Give me DK, Metcalf, Fade, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. No thanks on Jordan Addison either. I'll take K.J. Osborne at cost. Michael Thomas of the Saints? No way. I ain't falling for that again, M.T., no, thank you. Those are my wide receivers that I'm not drafting this year. Again, at Sirius XM Fantasy, if you're listening to the Friday show or at Jeff underscore mans, love to hear from you guys. Agree, disagree, let's talk. What reasons do you like my fades or don't like some of my fades? I'm sure the Iook one will get somebody. People always love Brandon Ayuk, Folks, we've got one position left. What about tight ends? Which tight ends? Should we be fading here in 2023? Yeah, I got a couple. Tight end is a slim position. We all know that, right? We all understand that. We all want Travis Kelsey. That's a no-brainer. And after that, it becomes quite a crapshoot. It's just a mixture. I think it's fair to say Hawkinson, George Kittle, when and if he stays healthy and Mark Andrews, all will produce. They're not going to disappoint you, right? Everybody else will disappoint you at this position. But listen, this is one man's opinion. I say it how I, I say it how I see it. And I'm fading Mark Andrews. Right now, most drafts, he's the second tight end off the board. I've got him fourth. I, I got Hawkinson second, Kittle third, Andrews fourth. And quite frankly, I think Mark Andrews is closer to my number five, Darren Waller, than I think he is to my number three, George Kittle. I don't know what to make of the pass offense, just like I talked about Lamar Jackson. I don't know what this is. And I I, I think people forget why Mark Andrews became a thing. David Cully, who was one year Houston Texans head coach, he was an offenses assistant for the Ravens for a number of years. He helped build the offense that they run with Greg Roman. He Specifically, Cully was the passing guy. He realized, they realized as a co- collective, they Lamar couldn't throw to the outsides. So they did middle out, middle out, read the middle of the field, work your way out. Because he also doesn't make multiple reads, Lamar Jackson. So this worked perfectly in the tight end. We've seen it. When Andrews has been hurt, Hayden Hurst had monster games back in the day. Isaiah Likely's had big games, including a 100-yard game when Andrews went down last year. So I'm just not there on this version of this offense. So I'm fading them. I'm not going to go in on Pat Friermuth. I like pick. I think Friermuth is a standard league tight end because the red zone looks are what we're really after. He's a big, strong guy in that regard. There's not enough volume for Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, and George Pickens. So the touchdowns are what he's going to need. And quite honestly, I think Najee Harris picks up quite a bit of those shorter touchdowns. And I think George Pickens, a lot of deep fades to him in the end zone this year. So I'm out on Fryermuth. I'm out on David Njoku. Unless you do a bonus points for scoring four touchdowns a season league. I'm out on no I'm out on Dalton Kincaid. They rookie tight ends never work. Never. They don't work. Pooch at a thousand yards. That's it. It was what tight end six or seven. And you drafted him as the second one. It's a bad pick. You made the wrong choice. I'm out on Dalton Kincaid. Dawson Knox lined up in the slot. Fourth most among all tight ends last year. You're telling me that he's just completely in line now? I don't. Why didn't do anything wrong? I think Kincaid will play out wide a bunch, but I don't think he gets the snaps that other people are thinking. So I'm out on Dalton Kincaid. That's really about it as far as my list of tight ends are concerned. Remember, folks, got do not draft lists. We got rankings and projections, everything you need in the world. Over at FantasyGuru.com. Radio 20, 20% off discount code over there. Go check it out. Hit us up in Discord, including the Man's Cave. It's in my own personal Discord room where we just have fun. We watch football, preseason, regular season, Monday nights, Thursday nights, all season long. And I'm in there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Really, I am. I sleep about four hours a day. So I'm in there 20 hours a day, seven days a week. How about that? Now you know the players I am fading here in 2023. But by all means, let's keep the conversation going at SiriusXM Fantasy. If you're listening to the live show, if not at Jeff underscore Mans, hit me up in the fantasyguru.com Discord. Love to hear from you guys there as well. Remember, minimizing risk is imperative. Can't have everybody. If you're only in a couple of leagues, get those draft lists lists together. Make sure they're tight. Tighten it up. Grasp it. Carve off players. Find reasons not to draft, especially in the early rounds. The early rounds, find reasons not to like players more than you're finding reasons to like players. That's the winning way. That's the way to play fantasy football. And, folks, you may agree or you may disagree with some or everything you heard on today's show. And, folks, it's perfectly all right by me. Those regular listeners, you know why it's all right by me, because this was just one man's opinion. Remember to follow me at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Phil Backer and Sandro Anello for producing this on SiriusXM. Thank you to Sean Engel for producing this at FantasyGuru.com. It's deeply appreciated from Jacob, Steven Kittner, and Rob Tuzay, and everybody at SiriusXM. Thank you for allowing this to go on. Hopefully I didn't be too naughty on this episode. Folks, we'll talk again soon. Thank you for downloading, and thank you for listening in live. This was One Man's Opinion. See you next time, everybody. Deuce!